and we're back with episode three of the Forgotten Ranch podcast. I'm Chris Tanner's over there in the producer's chair. Today we have a yeah. very special wow. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Mariah Rutherford, who has been in the bar restaurant scene for a very long time. Recently accepted a management position. Has done some previous management work on the hour level um, back in the day. I know I've had a few things. I've had a few beers to drink today. There will be some slurs. And there will be some bleeps this episode, I promise. But we're here with Mariah to tell us uh, about her By the way, experience. Holly's here, too. Oh, Holly is here. Holly, yeah. Holly, Holly, <laughs> Holly, Holly's yeah. Here. Holly's here. Holly has been engaged slash dating somebody who's been in the restaurant scene for a long time, so we can get that side of things as well of how hard <laughs> that is. Um, but with no further ado, Mariah, introduce yourself. Tell us how long you've been in this industry. Uh, hi, I'm Mariah. Don't be weird about it. It's just a microphone. <laughs> I'm weird always. Um, I've been in the restaurant industry since I was 16, and I just uh, cruised into 30. So. Oh, you old. Yeah, that was a little painful. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt a little bit. Yeah. So, 30. You turned 30. <laughs> so you're 30. 30. Three zero thirty, right? Well, we're still in our 20s, so it's nice. 29. Well, Can't 28. Relate. Um, Can't relate. But. You recently got out of the hourly scene and got into the management scene I because did. somebody persuaded you to do so. I did do that. I don't know what asshole told you I to know, do that. I know, what a dick, right? I know, right? No, only 50-something hours a week, right? It's great. How long, how long have you been in the management scene now? How long has it been now? Since I started. Since you home. started doing management at into whatever you're working at because I can't think of a... <laughs> no, don't, don't deep throat the mic. <laughs> just talk into it. Uh, like three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Is it already better than... Working hourly. Wait, hourly? Yes. Already. You don't have to lie because your boss is sitting right across from you. Ish. Yeah, it's not bad. So what what thing, well, we'll go back to your your previous, like, how it all began and how you got in this industry. But what what do you think is better about being in management than in an hourly position? Um, I don't have bar guests. Being nasty. Nasty. So this, Grabbing my throat. That's one of the reasons why. Grabbing your throat, she oh, says. Yeah. That did happen oh, yeah. at that a happened. previous. How else is he supposed to get his drink on? <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Just yeah. grabbing no. bartenders. By the... No, that's yeah. that's not how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, uh, I actually asked that person to leave and never come back. Yeah. I mean, I, I would was, hope you would. Yeah, I was her boss at that time when that did happen. That's and, great. Uh, oh, it was a terrible time. That's but super fun. But other than the grabbing by the throat, like, what is there anything that you miss about bartending versus managing right now? Like, I know you're three weeks into management, but like, what what do you miss about the? I the didn't bartending? have a bunch of people complaining. Well, yeah, it's all to it me all the time. Well, you didn't know that that many people were complaining. Is the thing. But they weren't complaining to me. Yeah, I was in the complaining. They were still group, always complaining. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't to me directly. Right, right. It was like you're working management, but not getting paid for management. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, these guys really suck. You can't say that now. I mean, I can. You shouldn't. You should. Probably you shouldn't. shouldn't. You shouldn't. But I can't. If, um, people, if um, people don't get caught out on their shit, why, they'll never stop doing that shit. Correct. Okay. So, Bang! So, <laughs> take it easy. We're, we're not easy. here. Easy. Restaurant management is something very delicate, something that you uh, you have to have a, a, a passion for the industry to do. Correct. And mm -hmm. uh, people in our um, realm of expertise and people who choose to do this job. Shut up. Our people realm. who people who choose to do <laughs> wow. People who choose to do this job have a passion for the restaurant business, and we've seen it all. Yeah. Like I, I think mm -hmm. that between me, you, and and Tanner, we we've seen every 
walk of life act like a total idiot at some point. Yes. So where did your restaurant experience start? Like what was your first restaurant job? What? I was a hostess. You were a hostess. I was a hostess. So let's just, we haven't had a hostess on this podcast yet. Have we? I'm a hostess. Well, <laughs> you don't count. Why not? Because all you did was take bets on who was going to sit that table and do the most work and then bang the other hostesses. That's all you wow. did. Wow. I'm going to bleep that. No, yeah, you, that you, will not, rude. <laughs> you will not bleep it. For those but, women were good people. But do we, do we need to bleep <laughs> like uh, but, I mean, quit saying it, but I'll bleep it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. Fuck them. Fuck them and their hot rolls. True. Did you see anything or anything stick out to you thinking about your hostess experience at that restaurant that you want to talk about? Like being a hostess. Because we haven't had a hostess on the cast yet. Mm-hmm. So what, what experience did you have that was just like... I don't have any special hosts. Yeah, I have. I can say I definitely have like not a not as many stories as when I was bartending or when I was waiting tables. Oh yeah, bartending by by far. You have more people interaction for longer periods of time, so you're definitely gonna have more there. I do have host stories because I remember the the waiters were always dicks to the host. Always, right? always. You fuck up my rotation. Hey, did you fuck up the rotation? You don't like me? What's wrong? Why are you fucking? Me Why'd up the you rotation? sit that six top? Why'd you not... sit that six top before you sat his two top or whatever? And I liked it. It was like a weird power trip for me. Like someone piss you off. Yeah. You see, like the rich old, the old owners. Oh, see you, son. Well, I tell you, can you break a can you break a hundred? I'm going. I'm going to Kyle before I go to Ricky because Ricky was a dick to me earlier. Yeah. <laughs> when you were hosting at the place that serves the uh, rattlesnake bites. And hey, the when you were walking to the table, did you ever do the? Hey, we have these steaks. You can select the steak right we here. Did they ever? Did anyone ever? Did anyone ever pick a steak? Yes. I've ne- really. Oh, yeah. I've never seen oh, someone pick yes, a steak. I did. I never. I never. I've never. Yes, no, I've never had personally. But I, I said, just make sure you grab that bread and that cinnamon butter. Just general conversation. Do you think they did the same thing with the lobsters in the tank at Red Lobster? Like, I want that. They literally lobster. picked them up. No, in the yeah. at Papados they used to do that. Like you would pick your fucking lobster, they'd pick it up in front of you. Why wouldn't they do that with a flounder or something? Because who did, did they got a motherfucker? You think they got a full? There's no flounder tank. There could have been, <laughs> been a flounder tank. There's there ain't no flounder tank. Is he stupid? There mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's your. That's three out of four. Is that news <laughs> you it's, asked it's, me to host this. I'm not dumb. I, well, you asked me to produce this. Excuse you. <laughs> okay, sure. That's so. Fair. Um, at, at this at this other other steakhouse, not the steakhouse we talk about, but this other steakhouse that you've worked at. So, did you work your way up in the ranks there? I did all the way up. I worked up to server. You never got to the bar at the at the steakhouse. Okay, at the Roadhouse. I've heard people say they don't want to go to the bar at Roadhouse before. Yeah. Well, I've also heard that. It sounds really uninteresting. The Roadhouse <laughs> is very culty. It is. It is. It's it's like super like we're better than everybody else, and it's if you work much, here, you're in this uh-huh. elite. for life. You're stuck for life. Did you make a blood pact? Almost. So a spit you pack. sacrifice a seven roll. Cinnamon roll or se- se- did you say cinnamon roll or seven year old? <laughs> either. I'm genuinely concerned. Both, actually. It's it's either. For the Gulf Coast soccer team, because <laughs> the like, Gulf Coast soccer the team. Year they missed. They hired a lot of people. Oh, really? So, going from hostess to server. So, mm-hmm. you were a server at the Roadhouse. I was. Do you have any cool server stories? About, no. You don't, not a single just Karen or anybody that you could tell us about? Everyone uh, that comes into Roadhouse is a Karen. No. A hundred percent. Have you ever worked at Roadhouse? I've frequented Roadhouse. I've frequented Roadhouse. But you've never But you don't deal with the people at Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I'm not a Chad slash Karen. 
A Chad. A Chad. A Chad is the male equivalent a to a Karen. We like a Chad Karen. is not the male equivalent no, of a Karen. No, nobody likes a Chad. And nobody likes a Chris, but here that we That hurts. And we are not releasing this episode to the public. Damn. <laughs> Where did what you start you your bartending career? Cheddar's. So did you start as a Cheddar's. server at Cheddar's? I did. Okay. And do you have any goal stories about... I mean, because we all know the clientele. Cheddar's was just an utter debauchery situation for me. Well, did, did you work in the franchise Cheddar's or the corporate Cheddar's? I worked, I don't know, the one that was in Port Arthur and Beaumont. I worked at both. Uh, bleep this out. But parents Cheddar's yeah. or? Mom is my aunt. Oh, no shit. Okay. He's my cousin. Do we have to bleep that out? No. Yes. Why? <laughs> Probably. To pervert. It depends to, on what you say next. They, they don't own Cheddar's anymore. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. I've been concerned that we were going to get a lawsuit from Hooters since episode one. This is episode three. I don't want to I don't want to have a lawsuit. So Cheddar's, we all know, is this brand that brings in the people that like elegant food or scratch kitchen food, which we all know is probably not scratch kitchen food. Um that have these high expectations of being at Cheddar's, right? And right. so being a server there, I could see how that is. Um, you, you, you've probably dealt with some difficult people. Um, I, I think I waited tables for probably like a month before I got That's Sunday church dinner. crowd, though. Sunday church crowd, foul. Lunch crowd, foul. We Isn't it crazy how like the Sunday lunch crowd might be the rudest oh it's the worst worst people the you've worst, ever met in your the worst life. people you will ever wait on that's in the sunday lunch crowd blows my mind every time i think uh -huh. about it because it was always i hated working sunday mornings so would you say that your worst tips were on the sunday lunch crowd no i actually made good money at cheddar's but as a server yeah okay but the people were not nice. fantastic so were you one of those servers that pawned off every difficult customer on no. the manager no you dealt with it yourself uh -huh. so tell me about that you're, you're pedaling on what you said a minute ago I don't know what you're backpedaling on what I mean yes every now and then I'd be like okay my manager can deal with this because I didn't want to fucking deal with it the but, only time I went to a manager is when I didn't want to fucking deal with it otherwise I'm pretty capable of handling so I think and that's why it takes a special person to do what I do well you're not the best <laughs> excuse me I mean you're all right I might be pretty awesome top three right. three mm -hmm. top three we don't need to rank which position I am in those top three right three nah. You're well, I think what Chris Solid is, three. I think what Chris is trying to ask is like, when you dealt with it yourself, did you just did, were you like, did you pop off a little bit on them, being like, hey, you need to back the fuck up, or did you just like shit eat a grin? You know what I mean? Like, just like, yeah, like, I'm so nuts. sorry about this. Like, kill a okay, problem with so, Sorry about that. So for me, it's a little different because my family owned the store. Did you ever ask somebody like, if you don't like it, leave? Yes. Absolutely. Oh. And what was what was that customer's reaction? Most of the time, they didn't leave. They Shocked. figured out what was the issue, and which was them. Yeah, they were the issue. I did Sometimes have a few they tables leave. Self you, had, you had them get up and go. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. So I, Tanner and I have an interesting story about Cheddar's, uh, and I don't know if you remember this, but we got your mom involved, and it was like a huge Facebook deal, and there was a big deba like a debacle about it. But we went. Okay, so you're saying my mom got on Facebook? Yeah, this is like two two thousand eleven. Careful, Kim listens to this. No, it's like two thousand eleven, <laughs> and she'll remember the story. And we went to Cheddar's, uh, maybe junior or senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you're still in high school. Not high school, Chris. 
High school Chris was legit. High school Chris was a terrible I person. Think, I don't I think that's wrong. And we, no, really. And we, we sat and down actually. and. You were sensitive. And, and, and sweet. I was. Aww. And sweet. Yeah, it, it's. You it's hard. It's hard to see it now. Oh, is this, yeah. this is the Forgotten Ranch podcast, not the beat up on Chris podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it well, depends. Uh, but we, me and Tanner and a group of friends went to Cheddar's. There's like maybe f- there were supposed to be four of us that turned into six. So first of all, the server was irritated because we sat down on the table for four. We had to pull up two chairs, right? And somebody we blamed the server. And looking back now, I'm like it could have been it could have been an accident. But we all like being from where we are in the sticks, we all ordered sweet tea. Ew. That's what we all drank. And <laughs> is this coming back to you now or not? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Because Scully was the manager at the time, the floor manager. Scully. Little Scully. Little Scully. Scully. Swole Scully. No, his brother's Swole Scully, brother. Oh, this is a Swole Scully. This is Little Scully. I don't know who Scully is Scully. But anyway, um, some waitress brought us... In in the first four or five rounds... By the way, we, we drank sweet tea like it was fucking water. Um, but... They brought us back sweet tea that was had salt in it. They salted our teas. They salted our teas. Our teas. Oh. Because everybody around us, you could clearly tell, was drinking tea. And this waitress salted our teas because we, we done pissed her off. And I, I, I disowned Cheddar's for three or four years. You know, you know, Scully came back to me. He fired her. Really? Yeah, he went and talked to her about it. And she's like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> and he was but, like, well, that's... Like friends of mine from where I'm from. <laughs> Straight put salt in our tea, and and this, that goes back to like people. episode one where we talked about like I, I don't like with the Hooters girl. Like I've never like experienced somebody like as an employee of mine or fuck somebody I work with fuck with somebody's food, and she salted our teas at Cheddar's on purpose on purpose, and it was here in in this location. So you were probably bartending. You probably had something to do with it. Mm, well, if I was bartending, I had nothing to do with your table. I don't I know. Well, well, he's not saying you salted the tea. Uh, you might have salted my tea. Uh, no, because <laughs> sweet tea doesn't come through the bar. See, going back to like dealing with your own fucking tables when they're like pieces of shit. Yeah. I was the same way, and I usually just kind of was like forced a grin and just kind of went through it. Mm-hmm. The only time I never did it is a woman put her hands on me yep. and grabbed me and turned me around at a fucking table. Ooh. Wait, grabbed you like... Nah, fam. Oh, nah, like, the like, like, not the good kind. Nah, I was walking by. Our bar was... I was doing all the tables in the bar. I wasn't working the bar. I was just waiting tables there. And we had the two worst bartenders. And they were so behind on drink orders. And the lady was ordering wine. And I was telling her, I was like, listen, these bar... I told her straight up, they were like double dating, a little bit older lady. And I was like, hey, the bar... A little double table, double date. Oh, yeah. Bad. And uh, they're British, too, also, actually. Mm. Oh, yeah. Whoa! Can I get another shrimp on the bave? Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that queen's dead. That's, Pretty sure after that's Australian. Her. So. Well, no. Not that's that's definitely yeah. Australian. Not British. That's definitely <laughs> Australian, fam. Either way, we're not. It's not a history podcast. Still wrong. Either way, so I told them. I told them beforehand. I go, hey, I like let them know ahead. I was like, these bartenders fucking suck. I was like, so if you plan on drinking a lot, go ahead and order two. Was this the steakhouse? Yes. Okay. I said, go ahead and order two. That way, when it comes up, I can instantly, so we can kind of get ahead of these shitty bartenders. And they're like, okay, cool. Thanks for letting us know. I was like, yeah, no problem. And so I fucking. 
Nah, it's just because I didn't touch it. And uh, so, obviously, she gets behind her drink. She's always getting mad. And I'm explaining. I'm like, hey, like you can see, I'm like struggling. Like the printer's going off, <laughs> with fucking drink orders. And I'm like, uh, and it was BD behind the bar, by the way. Not BD. Oh yeah, BD and BD's C- coming BDCT. BDCT combo, the worst combo in human history. CT. You know who? We talked about her today. I don't care. I'll explain it later. Either way. No, so, CT. Oh. Stupid ass. Anyway. So, and then I, I explained it again. I was like, look, I'm telling you they're behind. Put in two drink orders. I'm like, I'm telling you, put in two drinks. That way it'll come up faster. And then I, and then she keep like, I was like, I was in the weeds too. I had like fucking 10 tables in that bar and I'm just walking by and I'm like, and she's like, uh, like slapping her glass. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And I'm trying to bring trays. And I have a tray full of food. And I walked by a second time and she fucking grabbed my arm. I was holding the food with, with your food, with my food in my hand. I caught it too, which was insane. She pulled my shirt and pulled me back to the table. I was like, hey, I'm trying to talk to you. And I fucking put that food down. I said, you listen here, you little shit. I was like, I don't care what fucking shitty country you're fucking West from or whatever. West End. I was yeah. like, fuck you, fuck the queen. And fuck I was like, the queen, And I was like, I don't know. Wait, I said it. I said it. Fuck her, her British ass. Fucking rude ass bitch. And I fucking, I was like, here, I don't know how you think we do it down here. I go, I, I will never put my hands on you. I go, but I'll beat the shit out of your little husband right there. I go, if you fucking touch me again. And it was a whole fucking thing. I, I, I ended up, I didn't even get, I still didn't get a manager at this point. I got so mad. I went and I got Peltier and I brought him over there. I go, Hey, this is your new waiter. Have fun. And fucking Peltier was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're taking care of this table. Take the full tip. I've done everything so far. Her, her husband came back and apologized to me before they left. So, so you passed the table off Peltier? Fuck yeah. I'm not dealing with that bullshit. I ain't dealing with that bullshit. Because they sucked. Me, exactly. Give me why they suck. Give me the story. I don't know. I've waited Let tables me. for 15. How old am I? 30? Yeah. We just talked about that. 14 Let's years. Play that back. I'm 30. I'm 30. God. I'm 30. I'll be, I'll be the new intro. I'm 30. Bram, bram. The majority of the time that I've worked in the service industry has been bartending. Okay. Okay. So we But you can't pass bar guests off. No, you, you cannot. You cannot. You cannot. We can't. You cannot. Can't do that. So, you bartended at Cheddar's. Mm-hmm. You got any good bar stories from Cheddar's? Not really. I had I had a guy that yelled at one of the bartenders. So they kind of have like shift leads, like Buffalo does. Okay. And I was doing that. Yeah. So I had the bartenders underneath me. For those that don't know, shift leads are like hourly managers who aren't managers. Like they can't do like. So they do the whole job, but they don't have the title. Correct. Yes. Got it. Well, I mean, like. Right. Sort right. of. Yeah. Sure. Sort yeah. of. Um, one of the, there was a guy that came in and that he ordered a Patron margarita and this girl made it and she made it the right way to the ingredients, whatever. He didn't like it. And so he sent it back while she made it again. I watched her make it to make sure it was made the right way and he sent it back. And so he comes up to the bar and starts cussing at this girl and she was like, 19 maybe she was oh my god in, in her grill a little yeah. bit oh in her face yeah in he, her face. he leaned over the bar oh. and was like pointing at her and cussing at her and so i did one of these motions oh. and came around she's doing, her a, she's doing a full arm block right and now and got in her face because she was quiet like she was a nice kid i'm yeah. not very nice so i came around the corner and i said hey get the fuck out of my restaurant Oh, he, yeah. he said, what? I said, get the fuck out of my bar. I said, you're not going to talk to my bartenders that way. I fucking love cheddars. And he was like, oh, well, fuck y'all. Fuck this. Whatever, whatever. I said, mm, goodbye. Yeet. I said, there's the door. Have a nice day. So one thing. But that's about all I have at Cheddar's. One thing. Cheddar's I want to talk about since we actually have this opportunity now. Because like in the last two episodes we've had, no, no, all two episodes we've had so far, it's mostly been 
dudes who have worked in the food industry, right? There's a whole, there's a whole fucking other world of being a female. Talk about motorboat and booty holes. Motorboat booty holes. Excuse me, was this a chat? Is this how y'all made the spinach joke? Because I don't care, I'll eat it still. Three days ago, you motorboated a booty hole? Let me find out you motorboated a booty hole in my restaurant. I the difference between females okay, and males in the food industry. Please, Jesus Christ, fucking go. It's The, the go. floor is yours. Yeah, so Explain I, this to me. I, I met one of the bar regulars at the new place that I'm working. Oh, no, he's a good person. Oh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Go ahead. No, like, I'm not, no, I'm not the, the first thing he told me. Let her go, let her go. He shook my hand. He said, oh, my God, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I said, that's funny. I said, I can't tell you how many men have said that on the other side of the bar to me. Cocky. And he said, no, that happens to me all the time. So, anyway, back to me talking, not you. Um, so, he's still holding my hand at this point, And he said, you know what? How about this? I want to stick my face in your butt cheeks and motorboat your butthole. <laughs> that is horrible. I said, Who the fuck says that? I said, oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, just like the, al- the audacity of the situation. Yeah, right. You know what and, I mean? And I wasn't even bartending. Person, I wasn't even bartending. Like, I'm, I was just behind the bar, like, doing what I'm supposed to do as a manager, and he's holding my hand telling me he wanted to motorboat my butthole. And there's your difference. That's, that's pretty good. I haven't I don't Chris. feel like I have personally. I mean, I don't man. feel like Chris oh, would come there's the bar more to this? And a man would say, hey, you know what? Let me put you up like this over my face and motorboat your butthole. I mean, oh, is that, yeah. is that no, most... he gave me a visual. He oh, said, wow. he said, I'll get underneath you and hold your butt oh, cheeks my like this God. and motorboat your butt. Home. I can't express to you how mm-hmm. even in like my prime of when I was single, not chubby, and had <laughs> a bunch of confidence, how much I have never in my life oh, and he was, ever, he ever like said fully, something like that. Fully serious. Like, that oh, I'm was, sure he was. was his you don't, you don't say, like, you don't say that and not be serious. Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. Well, you, you can't. can't. That is fucking wild. See, that's the kind of shit. But that was that was that was in management. That's that's in management. Oh, so you want to talk about the guy that reached across the bar and grabbed my throat and told me if I came closer? He I want to cycle back. I want to I want to cycle back from Cheddar's bartending <laughs> to your next back. job. I'm gonna cycle back real quick. Judy says. Oh. Oh no. Company. Oh. oh. I don't know solid lawsuit recently and I yeah. never I was about to talk about that. No, please. please. That, that's, that's what we're here to talk about. Please go ahead. Alright. Well, she's the worst employee ever. Worst employee ever. Okay, I don't want to hear the court transcript. I want to hear I your story you. inside Um, in short. Leave that out. I know what I'm doing. That was the worst place I've ever worked. Why was it the worst place ever? What was What was so toxic thing? about it? The owner. The owner's toxic as fuck. The owner. In a sexist way or just like, oh, oh yeah. meaning as fuck. Like, oh, or both. All, or all both. of the both. above. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Both. So, all of the above. So, we, we talked about this in episode one. Um, being a female in this industry is a lot different than being a male. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because uh, I believe the exact line was, it's like, it's like a strip club, but we don't have any titties. Because for dudes. For dudes, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, like, it's a, proven, it's a proven it's a proven fact that women make double if not triple the money that men do in the service industry. But would you say that is that accommodates the bull, the extra the, the extra bullshit the they have to deal with constantly the, the football field of extra shit they deal yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. On an, on an everyday so, basis. So so 
compared to Roadhouse and and Cheddar's, the the working in the bar scene at a brewery well, was the absolute worst. Well, because that's a corporate yeah. industry. You know what I mean? Well, okay, yeah, but you're like, gonna deal with it a little bit in a corporate, but when it's a they just they started the company. What? <laughs> Tell me about working at the brewery versus everywhere else. Like, what was so shitty about it? Besides, besides the misogyny and the and the sexist thing, like. The the big, big part. I, I know it's I know I'm not I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying besides the then it's not relevant. Though. I'm just saying like right like we we know that comes with the job and it everybody does, listening to this knows that it comes. It with does the job. come with the job, but when it comes to the point that you are feeling like you're being sexually assaulted where yeah. you work, and That's, you have someone that doesn't give a shit about what you're okay. so you I closed. Okay, either. so I closed by myself, right? right so. Right. They closed at midnight, so I would be there by myself. Any, so they only have two bartenders on Friday, Saturday. Right. So any other shift that I worked, I was by myself. So I would close the bar, run the money, run the numbers, do everything. But they didn't have an office, mm-hmm. so their office was a plastic drawer, like a like a plastic Rubbermaid tub. Like a, yeah, like a Rubbermaid under, yeah. underneath the bar. Right. And. He wouldn't let me like keep the doors locked when I was there by myself, and I had to deal with all this money and all this shit at the bar when I was there by myself. And he wouldn't let me kick bar guests out, so I would be there by myself with you know a whole bar full of men, right? Trying to close the bar, count the money, do all this stuff, but I couldn't kick anybody out. Couldn't even lock the after doors. closing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's a little that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a security. Couldn't issue bring a gun in. One. Yeah. So I was there as the only female by myself. So you have no supervision time. there to no. be that barrier between you and like 12 drunk mm-hmm. fucking men or whoever at that bar by yourself. 12 o'clock fucking and, night. If in I downtown. Man, he doesn't have like a zero security. None. None. They have cameras that don't pick up audio. No, I'm mean, like physical security. Don't work. No, of course no, not. No, no, they don't. No. They do not. They do not. Uh, that's insane because like everywhere that I've ever managed or have been at has had some type of physical security if they were open no. late night. No. Yeah. That's why you myself. should go to Buxton Brewery in Eagle hey, uh, Texas. I have a question. You don't have to... Go ahead. Physical security? Yeah. Um, event or like a UFC fight or something like that? Like absolutely we'll hire security. We'll, we'll hire right. off-duty police officers. Absolutely. Yes. It, it does get a little bit wild down here, fucking during UFC fights and yeah, yeah, all no, games too. No, uh, yeah, if, if if it's if it's something that calls for that, one hundred percent, I have the budget for it. And the only times that we you have don't pre- you, you don't have something that you would predict something to call now. I mean, they had mass on people. Y'all had fights pop off the fucking wall cause before multiple times. Yeah, fucking altercation, but you never like fucking showed it. Oh, like, like the first night. The first night y'all opened. Yep. Who broke that fight up? I was there for that. I broke that fight up. Was there for that? You were the security. I did. And well, you also like companies like that. You're gonna have multiple managers there through most of the night, right? Right. The shit you're talking about. These well, that's are, different. These are a bunch of kids that opened a bar I was and they didn't think bar. about it. Yeah. They're by your fucking. Side. Like there was no, no backup. Not even other. Just me. She was always It was there just me. So. I was oh, doing insane to me. like all of the managing, all of the bartending, wow. all of the serving. Everything was by myself. That's insane to me. Yeah, see, I've never heard of anything like that, and yeah. that is just that's that's, that's unprofessional. That's poor. That's, that's poor setup. That is the poor setup. Poor management. They didn't care. No, they didn't give poor a setup. They didn't give a and shit. It's about to do age. You own probably still trying that to way now. trying to save a dollar where somebody can get fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you're spending your money. And exactly. I could, I couldn't lock the front door until the last person left. 
That but you rule. couldn't make anybody leave. No. That's, that's insane. insane. No. Even after close, I couldn't lock the door until the last bar patron left. But no, I couldn't make anybody leave. See, and that, that's one thing that we want to shine light on. Like, yes, this this is a like a like. There's been a lot of laughs and everything, but like, there's such thing as good owners and shitty owners of establishments Absolutely. and oh. people that will spend money to make sure that people are taken care of and deliberately not spend money to make sure that people are taken care of to save a dollar every now and then. And it, it's it's shitty. Like it, it's, it is very shitty. Paulie, from your perspective, you being with somebody that's been in this industry for a long time, I'm going to switch gears from Mariah to Holly. Um, so you've heard a lot of the, the the negative side of this industry. We focus a lot on the positive and a lot of the, the fun stories. What about any of that was positive that y'all talked about? So to, today's episode is different than what we have previously done. And we we talked a lot about the positive in our past episodes. This is more leaning towards the negative side of working this industry yeah, for so long. I picked the right people. Well, I thought, I, you know, I thought this was going to be more, it's like still going in that direction. And I'm glad that it isn't because I it gives us more of the other side of it. So a real look at this shit. So background, background on Holly, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you've never worked in the restaurant industry, correct? Never. You've only been with, like, in a relationship with somebody that has been in it. So you, correct. you've heard every single negative thing, every single bad day that somebody has had, and on the good days, you're you just hear work was good, like it was good, it was a good shift. I made this much money, and it was great. But like when the bad stuff happens, you hear every little detail, right? Is that mm-hmm. is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. I'd say so. So. Being outside of the industry, like, do you think that it? Because I will always stand by that the restaurant industry is something that everybody needs to go through um, to have a respect. idea and a respect for people. But you, being somebody who has never stepped into it and have been with somebody that has been through it the whole time, how do you perceive the restaurant industry and working in it? I fully agree with you that if you haven't worked in it, you don't know it. Okay. You know, like yeah. being with her has fully changed my perspective on all, all of it. it. Yeah. All of it. You yeah. don't know yeah. until you know. Mm-hmm. So if you're not with someone or you haven't worked in the industry, you don't fucking know. So all your Karens that come in there yeah. and they're pissed off about their drink or their fucking food or whatever, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know right. that they've got 10 other, 10 other yeah. tables or 10 other bar guests that are depending on them. Yeah. So you get a whole different. It blows my mind that people can't like look from one for one second in someone else's shoes and just, just notice, notice what the, the fuck they're, they're dealing with. It, it blows yeah. my mind that somebody bases their entire experience on an an eighteen year old like like going to the youngest that you can do this in, in this state. Like you're basing your entire experience on a singular eighteen year old, and you're going to be so hard on that person. Because it was bad when half, maybe seventy five percent of those things had nothing to do with the person waiting on you, and yeah, but when you are outside of it, you don't know that. You don't no, know that. You, you don't even think about it. You, you don't, don't know. Really and that, that's, the, that's the craziest thing to think Forget about. Forget about it. Forget about it. But you know, like these 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 women, these fucking women. I was talking about the old white women. Oh god. The ones, the worst, the worst of the worst is like the old white women with the pixie cut. You know them. When they walk in, they're 45, they just got their fresh pixie cut, and they're like, I'm going to ruin some Sorry. 18-year-old's fucking day because they don't bring my blooming onion on time. <laughs> like, That's a bleep. It, it's, I've ever fucking heard one. I'm not bleeping blooming onion. There's some, they got a cactus, cactus jack, or whatever the fuck it's called. Cactus jack? It's a cactus blossom. 
Either way, it's blooming, bro. It's, it's blooming, blooming, dog. Either way, it's blooming. But yeah, I, I've never understood. understood. I, I worked. Uh, I worked at fucking the steakhouse since I was. 16, 17 years old, I started there, and then I got my job at the plants at like 21. So I did, I did busboy to host, to server, to bartender, and I was training manager, and I was like, oh man, I fucking hate this. And I was like, I gotta fuck out, dude. Some people double down. It's just a different respect. I'm biting my own double down. It's a different respect level. It really is. It is. It is. Because, like, you, I, she comes home, and even from when she was a bartender, and till now, you hear all kinds of shit that y'all go through Crazy on a like a nightly basis, and it's changed from when she was bartending to when she's managing. It's different, but it you don't know unless you know. Like I've said, so here's, here's it changes the, your perspective on it completely. What I see and what I've I've grown to learn is is going from bartending, and when you're and Mariah, correct me if I'm wrong, like when you're bartending. You're worried about yourself. You only have to worry about you, and you have to worry about the customer you're taking care of. And then when you switch gears into management, you're now worried about yourself, your servers, the name mm-hmm. of the restaurant you're at, the customer, and the people that are waiting and on the, the customers. So it it, it, yeah. it like triples down. I yeah. wouldn't even say doubles down. It like triples Double down. down stress level. Well, oh. because because everyone comes to you with their shit, so it's not right. just and you have to decipher. When I so when I was bartending, the only people that I had to deal with was the bar guest. If the bar guest is pissed off, I'm dealing with the bar guest, and I'm going to management and saying, "Hey, my bar guest is pissed. This is why." Now, in management, I'm like, "Okay, well, the customer's mad, the server's mad, the kitchen's mad. How the fuck do I fix? Right. What do I do in this and situation?" Then, uh, and, as a, and, and one thing that it's, has taken me a long term. Like a long time to learn. Sorry. Long term. <laughs> long term learn. Long term. Oh, long term learn, boy. Oh, a lot of drinks today. <laughs> One thing that I that has taken me a while to learn is that, like, you have to decipher between when a server or a bartender is exaggerating the story yes. to get oh. you on yes. their side, and when the or customer, when the customer yes. is like, "Hey, this really happened this way." And I need somebody to but compensate then, or but fix then it But it, then it, it's multiple avenues of where you have to go. So you have to go to the guests, and then you have to go to the server, and then you have to go to the other... If you have a shift lead, hey, have you talked to this table? Then yeah. you have to go back to the table, then you have to go to the server again. Then you're like, okay, well, fuck. It's what like, do I it's do? Like you're a human you know, lie who, who's, who's right in yeah. this situation? Because the guest is always right, but the server's also fucking pissed. So you want to back up your people at the same time. Right. If they're in the right. Right. The, and, and that's one thing in the last three or four years that I've learned is that like, I would rather back up my people and, mm-hmm. and I, I love of every course. guest that has ever patronized every business that I've been in. And I've had a lot of friends and a lot of family come in and support me. And I look at every guest as somebody that is supporting me in my venture of being a restaurant manager. You can tell that about you. I, I really do. Like I you feel can. that. I feel Absolutely. that. But on the other hand, the people that work for me mean more to me than that person that may or may not come back. Absolutely. And that's what got me in a lot of trouble at the last restaurant that I was manager at, Mm -hmm. is that I cared more about the people and their experience and their work life and work home life balance than I did about, I don't want to say that I did about the guests, but that, that I did about like, the restaurant and, and it's whole. It like I would rather whole. take care of the people that work for us because if you enjoy coming to work 
if you're gonna do a better job. Well, I mean, if you don't job. if you don't have a staff, then how are you? How, how do you, you expect you're gonna take care of the I mean, you have to have a staff that trusts you and wants to come to you because if not, you don't have anyone to take care of tables. So right. now, let me ask you this, because you worked at two different restaurants that we talked about. Me and Chris talked about it in the first episode, I believe. Uh, so you went from a restaurant of all female staff yes. to a co-ed staff. Yes. Which one's easier to deal with, and what are the differences and challenges you deal with dealing with a full female staff compared to a co-ed staff? Because we covered that a little bit in the first episode. It's different challenges. I don't know if you could say one's worse than the other. But yeah. what, what do you see on that? I think an all-female all staff comes with more drama with the staff itself. Right. Because you have all females. I mean, right. We, right. At an all-female staff restaurant, we literally watched another staff member walk in and dump an entire 32-ounce McDonald's Sprite on another female staff's head in the middle of a shift. So because she water? Because she slept with her boyfriend. I mean... Any yeah, restaurant, uh, yeah, any, seriously. any restaurant you work in, and I've said this so many times throughout right. the whole time I've worked in a restaurant, there's always the same drama that happens at one restaurant happens at another restaurant. Absolutely. Restaurant industry is drama no matter what, but working with an all-female staff is leaps and bounds above working with a co-ed staff. Because on a co-ed staff, people be fucking. That's what I was gonna say. People like, do I feel be like, fucking. People I feel like some people put their, would put their money down if you're gonna do a poll. Of like, which one's more drama? Do you think some people have been like, well, maybe not all the, the whole female staff because when you have a, a co-ed staff, like you said, people be fucking and stuff. So like, eh, from you know a, what I mean? From a management perspective, I would rather manage a co-ed staff versus an all-female. Staff. I would too. Absolutely. Why? Because girls are mean and they're nasty, and anything that happens outside of work gets brought into work. And the, I mean, working with males and females versus working with just females, I would really rather never do that again ever in my entire life. And you so didn't even have to manage an all female. No, I just you worked with an all female. Yeah, you just had to hear about it. So you're saying it's better when we keep everything all equal. Well, I mean, in any restaurant, you're going to have people that are fucking no matter what. That's I mean that's extreme. just how it is because you spend more huh. time you spend more time with the people that you work with at a restaurant than you do with your family. Well, well, you were saying the thing I've said for three episodes now is that people be fucking. People be fucking. There's one thing that is true in a restaurant, no matter what, is people, people be People be fucking. <laughs> I mean, I have a track record. Of what? Fucking? Of in the restaurant industry. <laughs> Don't fuck <laughs> me. Okay, hold on. Yikes. Oh. Where are you going with Not a can of worms. Oh. I'll, 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 I'll fucking open it. Like, All right. Whether I was in or out of management, that, that has nothing to do with it. Doesn't. As far as the rest, no, it doesn't. Okay. It really doesn't. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I, so you're managing a bar in Houston, right? <laughs> What's the first thing? Okay, I can't. She's the mother of my child. Put <laughs> that in there. There's like half an hour. In my defense, in my defense, I made her quit before we started dating. But did you make her quit before you started fucking? In my defense, I made her quit before we started dating. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing? Because I pushed you to do it. When they were like, hey, you're doing good shit out here. We want you to go to our bigger bar and manage that and make us some fucking money. And you were like, I don't know if I want to move all the way out there. And I was like, bro, you got to do it. And I did it. I know. But you and the, the, the one thing, thing I told you, I said, there's two things you should not do when you go to Houston. To, it was a trial run. Yeah. yeah. And what, what was the two things I wanted to do? 
Don't be fucking nobody you work with. Be right. And the first thing you did. Well, okay. It was the last thing I did. But, I mean, okay, in his defense, when I worked at Cheddar's, the reason I had to move from the Port Arthur store to the Beaumont store is because I was in a relationship with a manager. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that as a bartender. People be fucking in the Port Arthur store. People be fucking so these to, days. But wait, I had to move to the Beaumont store, and then there was relationships with other people at the Beaumont store. So it, I mean, it never fails. Like any relationship yeah. that you work in, somebody is fucking somebody. When you, like fucking. it doesn't matter. When you, when you, make that t-shirt. People be fucking. People be fucking. The Forgotten Ranch podcast. You're here first. Trademarked. Trademark, 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 I might have almost ruined our friendship to a T. If, 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 if that whole experience wouldn't have brought my beautiful fucking goddaughter into this world, I'd call you a bitch. I know. But, but, fucking but it did. And a, but you're also still a bitch. Still a bitch, though. Still a bitch, though. Still a bitch in my Still a bitch, though. In my defense, I made her quit. Uh-huh. I made her quit the, the, the restaurant. Before that, or after you got her pregnant? Way before, way before, way before. Way before. I was just curious. Before we know. even put a label on it, way before. So what did what had happened was I'll, I'll go back to that. I'll tell that story. I will I will leave myself vulnerable here on this on this cast. Let me, of let me add one thing. Wait, she she pretty, she she love it? She's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, you all know that I have a, a kryptonite to a Hispanic woman. Yeah, you're in Houston, Texas, buddy. Yeah, and I, I have a kryptonite. So I so my boss walked into um, this bar that I was managing out here in Port Arthur, and he said, "We need you to go and just tell us what's wrong." And that's that's the first red flag that I tell us what's wrong with this location in Houston. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, uh, I'll take one." Same. So and I said, "I said okay, I'll go, I'll go." I said, "How long am I going for?" He said, two weeks." I said, "All right." So I went for two weeks. They put me in a Howard Johnson hotel. I'll never forget. Put me Not in the, the Howard Johnson. Put me in the Hojo. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Johnson. <laughs> in Houston, off of Katy Freeway, they call it the Hojo because nice. that's where you can buy hookers. No. <laughs> you can buy hookers at the Hojo. And so they put me in the Hojo, and I was there for two weeks. And on my last night, some of the staff were like, "Hey, we know you're going back home, and you're not. You're probably never going to come back. We'd like oh. to take you out." Oh. Heart cracks. Heart cracks. Heart cracks. Oh, God, I can't wait to fucking enhance that. Dude, it should be enhanced. 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 So, so some, of the, some of the staff and some of the regulars are like, we know you're going home. Let's take you out for the last night. And I was like, okay, I have to be here for three hours the next day. Let's just go out and get hammered. And I had to be at that particular location um, at 8 a.m. So we went out on Montrose Boulevard, and we Ooh, got not Montrose. hammered. We got not the Montrose. We got drunk. Shitty drunk to the point where like I was driving that uh I was driving that you were driving. driving no I had the 04 GMC Chevy back then and oh, I left it parked that. on Montrose Boulevard because I couldn't, I couldn't drive home I couldn't drive back to the Hojo and it, it, I'm surprised what was that beat eight o'clock oh okay it, just, it goes every uh, hour I was sure it's, it's literally was made in the 1960s it's very <laughs> about his fucking beat 
Oops, over there. So we're over I here with the BB watch from the 1960s. That's not the at all GMC. So I look at this girl who was a server at this particular location. I said, hey, oh is there any way that you could bring me home or hang out with me until my Uber gets here? So I order an Uber. This is how I know I fucked up. I, I ordered an Uber and I'm sitting there. I paid for it, everything. $26 to go bring me from Montrose to the Hojo on Katy Freeway. Hojo. I hate I that you're saying that. that. Come on. That's kind of a joke, man. It's like the 15th time he said Hojo. I don't like it. He really likes it. That's what they called it. And so we were sitting there in her car, and she was like, why don't you just cancel that Uber, and I'll bring you there. And I was like, are you sure? So you're saying you can't turn the game off ever. Hold on. There's no game. It was just Chris being drunk in a woman's car. You can say it in the mic. It's fine. Yeah, I can believe it. Okay, I'm just making sure that I'm on the same page. Yeah, baby mama. Baby mama. All right. So she goes, just cancel the Uber, and I'll bring you back to the Hojo. And I was like, okay, cool. So I canceled the Uber, and she brings me back to the Howard Johnson. And I didn't say Hojo. She brings me back to the Howard Johnson. And you think I'm not going to have a chance to the Hojo? She parks. And this is how I know this. This is the exact second I know a folks. She goes, "It's okay if I park my car here." No. And I looked at her and I said, "I don't know this hotel. Why are you parking?" I thought you were just going to drop me. She was because I'm I'm coming in. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't know what a hint looks like. You know, I did. I did. I didn't. You knew me back then. I didn't. I. I ain't buying none of this. I swear, this is how it happened. You didn't want this bitch to park at your hotel? 100% I did, but I didn't think I had the the, the audacity, the the, the, pull. the pull. I didn't yeah, think I had pull. I didn't, because back then I was oblivious to all of it. 100%. 100% oblivious to every single bit of it. And and this is Chris's personal podcast. <laughs> personal yeah. podcast? I'll admit, it, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. This is yeah, like, it. Understand that I was the GM of this place. Like, after all this happens, the story, I was the GM of this place when I was 22. So, like, I was the, probably, and I would go on record to say that I might have been the youngest general manager in Houston it'd at 22 crazy. years it'd, old. It'd be pretty crazy to hear someone younger than 22 as a GM. I, I might have been the youngest that, general that manager. That far, because Fucking, I'll believe it later. Luke's in fucking Houston was big. It was huge. Is that where it was? Yes, yes it was yeah, Luke's, Luke's. Yeah, and, and that was the original Luke's. Yeah, the it OG. was a big bar for real. Yeah, oh, they yeah, asked me to go be the GM there at 22. I went there once when he was working there, and it's so fucking huge. We went up to the hotel and we had a great time. It was good. It was. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was <laughs> it was good. It was. It was what I call best 30 seconds of her fucking life. It was. <laughs> it was good. Consensual and for thirty seconds, <laughs> and we had a great time. And <laughs> but I mean, it's responsible to describe it as consensual, but the best fuck it's weird. Gotta put that in there. But fuck it's weird, is it not? The best part was that that particular day, my boss that had asked me to go and audit this rest this restaurant bar that we were at was staying in the room next to mine. I was oh, you were auditing that? I was, that? In 14, I, was aud- I was auditing the Lucy. So you're like, beer's good, food's good, pussy fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, dab that up. Come on, that was some good shit. That was solid, that was solid. Let's fucking go. So, so and, and we wake up, I wake up the next morning, it's like, you better get the fuck out of here. Like it's yeah, he, he cannot see us. Yeah. Rude I told, bitch. Her, I told her, I said, hey, I'm not being rude, but you gotta get the fuck out of here. She's like, what? And I was like, yeah, you gotta go. And so she puts her shit together and she gets in her car and she drives off. And then I walk out of the hotel room. And this is like maybe 
This is 35, 45 seconds. No, this is how I met my mom. This is conception? This is 35, no. No, 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 no. conception at all. Oh, okay. They started, started, started dating later. No, so oh, okay. 35, 40 minutes later, I walk out of the hotel room. My boss walks out with me. So he's in for, uh, for, uh, 207 or 214 or whatever it was, and I was in the next one next to him. And he looks at me, and he goes, you had a good night last night, didn't you? Oh, my God. And I was like, yes, sir, I did. He goes, I'm, I'm glad your last night out here was, was a good one. He thought you got a hoe at the Hojo. Yeah, it turns out I got a hoe at the Luke's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wow. So, Surprising. And so he high-fived yes. me a little bit. He, we called him <laughs> for a reason. Super. Leave that out because he still... <laughs> Follows my career, so believe that out. But we did call him. And we high fived him. Uh, we 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 did a high five. We went back, and uh, I drove home that day. And so I got back to Mid County about nine o'clock p.m. nine p.m. And uh, I laid down. Well, yeah, I know. It's an hour, hour drive. drive. I know, but oh, I, spent, I, wake up. I spent about eight hours. I went to Fuego's next door, got a little. Oh, I love some Fuego's. Fuego's. You did like Fuego's. Oh, I fucking love Fuego's. Fuego's. <laughs> good. good. Went back home. I laid down in bed. I was living on Avenue with Justin and uh, Alex. Avenue. Mm -hmm. Avenue. Avenue. I passed out. Not the Avenue. I got a phone call from my bosses. They said, we need you to come in. And I said, the fuck you don't? And they go, no, we do. It was, oh, you thought you were busted. You 100% did I, not I, say I thought, that. I thought that I got fired. Huh? You would never say the fuck you don't. No, but I mean, basically, I was You'd like, be like, like you, you were like, I'll be there. I'll be there in five minutes. Hold on. I got my shoes on. I got my pants on. You're going to be fucking stupid. I'll be there. You're the one of you two new. I'll be there. Hold on. Let me put my pants on. Doesn't take I drove up to the location in Port Arthur, and I got there, and they sent me down. They go, how much money would it take? for you to move to Houston. And I said, excuse me? Because I'd already sent in my report, everything like that, of everything that I thought was wrong, and I gave them a terrible review. I was like, they were losing money. They're, there's food walking out the back door. The regulars are getting free drinks every night. Like, this is all happening. And uh, they were like, what would it take for you to move back there? And the only thing that I could think of the entire time they were trying to make me this offer was, I just banged out one of these servers. Can oh, you, can can you set that up again? I just banged out, yeah. So uh, they made me an offer. I took it. It was about. Uh, they offered me. They offered me quite a bit of money of relocation fee and everything like that. They put me back in the hojo for a month. <laughs> oh I wow! Paid for a hojo. You were the regular at the hojo for a while, huh? Watched a lot of hooker deals and cocaine deals. Good. And then after that, I mean. So I started everything else happened. Luke's and the, the server walked up to me. And she's like, "So what are we gonna do here?" And I was like, "Look." If, if you want a relationship, because I, I did, I liked her. So, so technically, you didn't, you weren't management yet. No, I, I walked back into that restaurant as a GM. Yeah, you, you walked walk back, back into, into it, but when y'all had y'all's relationship. But when you banged her, you banged her in the Hojo, you weren't the GM. No, that's, that's, that's the point. That's the point. That's that's the point. So you, you can't fraternize. Your Southeast Texas is coming out. You can't fraternize. Fuck y'all, fraternize. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, so, you, you can't fucking hang out with your managers outside of work. Yes, no. Yes, you can't. You can't, you can't be, be fucking, fucking though. You can't because it's a policy. So. Every restaurant that I've worked at, you cannot fraternize with right. your staff outside of work. That's why. That's why. How many times have you broken that rule? Uh, 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 we ain't talking about this. Blah, 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 blah. This <laughs> Do you not want to be friends with me anymore? Why not? Do you regret that rule being broken? 
No. Well, we're not hanging out. She doesn't, she doesn't work. There's no, no rule being broken. broken. Y'all, we're, we're just all hanging out. out. That's different. I'm talking about if, so when I, when I worked at Cheddar's, you could not. I could, <laughs> <laughs> How many times has she broken this rule? Once. Oh, I got really that was really? One, that was one time. Really? Let's. Yeah. Judices? No. Really? Who do I hang out with the Judices? Was homeboy. Was he a regular or was he working there? That that was a that was a <laughs> little house. Oh, that was one house. So twice. Okay, you know what? Anyway, so you can't <laughs> hang out with <laughs> your <laughs> troubles. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What you gonna do? Rule to put in place at a restaurant, and when everybody knows who's worked in a restaurant, and I even know because I've never worked in a restaurant that everybody fucks. Women have an issue with authority. Mm. Men have an issue with women being powerful. Men have an issue with fucking the Correct. We talked about that episode one. Well, you, you know what's funny? funny? I'm about to say, you know what's funny? funny? We literally, we literally said, said that shit. About we talked about that. It's, it's a problem. Okay. So it's a fucking problem. So let me be real for a second because we're talking about this. And I think it's something we need to be talking about. It's the reason I, the whole reason I was Chris brought y'all up to bring y'all on the podcast and I was like absolutely because this is absolutely a fucking issue and I grew up at Finette right like and that's backwoods area the worst you can think of kind of stuff is where you would think that is I actually grew up with a lot of really great people that I met out there and that community is still the best community I've ever met but you know I I'm able to admit that you know I, I've had those thoughts of you know women can't do this and women can't do that uh, when I got older and that might have been just like, you know, teenage edgy bullshit that I was into. And if I'm being honest, it didn't really change until I got into the job I'm in now. And my trainer was a female and I'm not going to lie to you. I won't say her name on here cause I don't know if she wants to be mentioned or not, but I don't know why she wouldn't be. It's very positive. Hardest worker. She literally was busting valves harder than any other dude on the fucking thing. She fucking knew more than everybody. And I was very proud to call her my mentor. Very proud to call her my mentor. And I would fight for her on anything she'd ever want. And that, dude, that, that like, and the problem with people like that from where I'm from is that they're not open-minded. Right. And they're not willing to see that. And I'm proud of myself on a point of I am willing to look at it from your side and get your perspective and understand where you're coming from. Because I think people on both sides are correct, but they're not willing to meet in the middle mm -hmm. is a big problem. And after meeting her, that changed my perspective on, on women in general. And you're right. And I think it's a generational thing. And where people grew up and all how they're raised and all this shit and all their family. The strongest person I know in my life is my mother. My mom, my dad made me physically strong, but my mother is who made me a mental fucking, like not mental, but yeah. <laughs> like she made me very mentally strong in how to deal with people on that level when you can't, because you can't win everything physically. 
that's something that everyone needs to realize. There's always going to be someone bigger and better. You can't always punch your way out of a situation. Sometimes you need to be smarter. Sometimes you need to be more strategic and all that shit. My mom taught me that shit at a very young age, and I respect her every day, and she's a fucking boss-ass bitch at her fucking job. They developed a job for her in management because she was such a boss-ass bitch. And she has been through more shit than anybody else I've ever known, and she's still mentally strong enough to, one, be my mother, keep a full-time job, pay the fucking bills, and do everything she needs to fucking do, right? And it pisses me off seeing that kind of shit where, you know, I'm not going to fucking respect you because you're a woman. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I fucking work these grills every fucking day of the week. That's some shit that's got to be cut off at the fucking at the fucking root, you know what I mean? So when I got hired... The the one question that our boss asked me, he said, you are the only female in this management group. Is that okay with you? I said, yeah. Gotta, gotta be. be. Yeah. I want like, to direct something back to Tanner real quick. It's like, that, that, that girl that could like bust valves like nobody else in their world could, do you think that she can come over and bust my valves? Because that's, that's what I'm in the market for right now. Ew. <laughs> Jesus Ew. You fucking ruined that. You ruined it. It was you so ruined it. good. It was so good. It was so good. But like inspirational, inspirational, fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. But, but in her fucking industry, it's like you want you want women to be able to fucking go out and be able to do their fucking job, and it be as seamless as how you do your fucking job. But it comes down to you too. You need to back her the fuck up. Uh, the bullshit that's going on right now, honestly, we culturally, I, I've actually said when we were in high school, I said, I was like, I really think like sexist wise and racially wise, I, th- I go, I think we took like from my parents to me, I think our generation took a big step forward mm-hmm. with racial and sexual right. stuff. But in the, I'm not going to lie to you. No, I think in the last like Gen Z and shit, uh, I think like we're talking. I, I don't like to say sexually because that makes it sound like it's like fucking or something. But like uh, men to woman, gender, gender wise, I think maybe we took a couple of steps back because now it's becoming not a equal thing. It's a who's winning thing. And I've always said with, That's a good point. and I've always said racial stuff. And I'm not going to say what side I believe in or whatever because we don't get political in this fucking shit because it always burns down. I've always said that. Everybody from every walk of life and every viewpoint views it as a totem pole, right? Everyone views like this race or this sex is at the top of the totem pole and fuck them. I want to be at the top of the fucking totem pole. I want to run this shit. Instead of seeing it as a fucking seesaw of like trying to balance it, no one's trying to balance. Everyone's trying to be on top and that's the fucking problem. No one wants to view it as inequality thing everyone wants to be in control and that's the problem and thank god for managers like chris and all them or people who view it that way of i want to make it as equal as possible you should respect me as much as you respect for mariah because we're both fucking management and what i've learned and y'all were talking about my perspective earlier from being outside 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 in outside in very rare it is from where like where I have seen her work you're the only one top three top (laughs) top three top one am I wrong Mm -mm. anywhere else that she has worked it has never been like that 
you have been the only safe manager management yeah right. i mean right so let me say this this is great Great talks, great topic of conversation. We are running a little bit over, mm -hmm. and we do have scheduled more women who have been in the industry and stuff. And I would love to get more done with their podcast yeah. and have like y'all and then them come on, and we have a big group conversation have them with BDGF, BDGF, which we can't because they haven't consented to it. So like having all them, I think it'd be really good for an episode to have like a bunch of like really strong women in the fucking. And us just sub the side, let them do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. we just fucking put a topic right out there, and they fucking go. I think that'd be great. But I would like to thank Holly. I'd like to thank Mariah for coming out. I really appreciate all the topics y'all said. Chris, fucking send us out. Bro. We want to thank you all for tuning into the episode three of the Ranch <laughs> Podcast. My friends are being a giant bag of dick holes, but. Um, I am glad that we are continuing this and getting all walks of life onto this podcast. This is all about, and there's not a single thing that has been said or hasn't said, hasn't been said that like I don't want to expose out there. And thank you all oh, for tuning that. in. Bleep that. Bleep the, that. I believe that is because of privacy rights, and I don't want to get sued. But hey, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate you guys, and uh, watch out for episode four because we're coming hard. Coming, Coming hard. hard. <laughs>